weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Liberty Hardy, and I'm little in the middle, but I've got much backlist. This is episode four, and today I'm going to talk about a few great titles related to the week's new releases and more. So hello, all you cats and kittens out there. I have so many great titles to tell you about today. I'm going to need a bigger boat. So let's just jump right in. Or, or let's not. Before I get started, how about I tell you about today's sponsor? Oh, I'm a wicked liar. Uh, today's sponsor is the Folio Society editions of Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale and Neil Gaiman's American Gods. For nearly 70 years, the Folio Society has been creating beautiful illustrated hardback books, and these exceptional modern classics are guaranteed to delight any book lover. Folio's definitive collector's edition of Neil Gaiman's American Gods has been illustrated at the author's request by longtime collaborator Dave McKeon, and Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale is illustrated by award-winning artists Anna and Elena Balbuso and has been praised by Atwood as a truly stunning edition. These and other classic titles are available exclusively from foliosociety.com. And the Folio Society was founded in London in 1947, and they publish carefully crafted editions of the world's finest literature. Each one contains either newly commissioned illustrations or specially researched images in its hardback bound and slipped case. They are exclusively available from foliosociety.com. There is a list of awards that the Margaret Atwood book won for its illustrations, like longer than I could read today. And of course, Dave McKeon, one of the greatest artists, he worked on the American Gods edition. They both look so cool. We will have a link to them in the show notes. And again, you can visit foliosociety.com to see them. And we thank them for sponsoring. So, today's first book. Let me take a breath. (sighs) Okay. Today's first book, uh, there's one out this week called American Fire, Love, Arson, and Life in a Vanishing Land by Monica Hess. It's about a serial arsonist in Virginia a few years ago. And it reminded me of a book I read a long time ago that I thought was fantastic called Fire Lover, A True Story by Joseph Wamba. It's a true crime book. It's the fascinating story of a firefighter in California who turned out to be one of the deadliest arsonists in the country. And it's about how they finally captured him using science. Like, he finally messed up and they found something to, to get to him. And it was it's just amazing. And Joseph Wamba is amazing. If you've never read his other true crime book, Onion Field, so good. One of the hardest scenes I've ever read in a book. It's, I had to keep setting it down. It's, it's so chilling. Um, he also wrote a great novel called The Choir Boys. If you like Don Winslow, especially his new one, The Force, um, you should definitely check out The Choir Boys about police corruption. And another great true crime book that I don't hear people talk about a lot is A Death in Belmont by Sebastian Junger. And it's sort of like how Anne Rule got to write about her relationship with Ted Bundy. Um, in 1963... Sebastian Junger was having, he was a little kid, and his house was being painted, and while this was going on, the neighbor next door was murdered, and a man was arrested and charged with the crime and imprisoned for life, but it turns out that the man who was painting Sebastian Junger's house was Albert DeSalvo, the Boston Strangler, and they now believe that he was actually responsible for the murder next door, and a man was wrongly imprisoned. It's so fascinating, also horrifying, Um, but if you like true crime, those are some great ones to check out. The next thing I want to talk about is The Forensics Record Society by Magnus Mills. It's about, it comes out this week, it's about two friends who start a vinyl appreciation society, but they sort of clash on a couple of things, they have some problems, and it splits off into rival factions. If you've never read Magnus Mills, he is one of my favorite authors. I say this all the time, I don't understand why he is not more popular here, because he's definitely very popular across the pond. My favorite book of his is called The Restraint of Beasts. It's about three men in Scotland 
who work together building fences, and they are dumb as the hammers they are swinging. It's this sort of hilarious comedy of errors in the way that a Coen Brothers film is sort of funny. He's just outstanding. I love everything he does. This is like his eighth or ninth book. Definitely worth checking out. The next pick is The Talent for Murder by Andrew Wilson came out this week. It's a fictionalized account of the time that the queen of crime, Agatha Christie, went missing. I don't know if you're an Agatha Christie fan or even if you are, if you've ever heard the story, but there was a time uh, early in her career that she went missing for 11 days. Nobody knew what happened to her. When they found her, she was staying at an inn. She was checked in uh, under her husband's lover's name. She has. She said she had amnesia. She had no recollection of what happened. She just sort of like glances over it in her memoir, like just like, oh, I didn't remember. They made a pretty bad movie about it with Vanessa Redgrave and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, but this book that I want to tell you about is called Agatha Christie and the Eleven Missing Days by Jared Cade, and he sort of investigates like what happened during that time and some people who kind of know the real story. Um, it's so interesting. Like you could like who could do that now? Who could possibly like anywhere she would have gone. People would have been putting photos of her up on Instagram. You know, like, it's just amazing to think about how, like, one of the most famous authors in the world disappeared for 11 days. Um, Personally, I do prefer the Doctor Who episode explanation where they cover how Agatha Christie went missing and it was because of giant wasps. But, you know, this one's pretty good, too. Um, My next pick is Gork the Teenage Dragon by Gabe Hudson. That's out this week, and it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a memoir a fictional memoir, unless you think dragons are real, then you can pretend it's real, about a teenage dragon. And this book reminded me a lot of The Thirteen and a Half Lives of Captain Blue Bear by Walter Moores. He's an awesome German writer, and this is a novel of Captain Blue Bear's adventures, like big giant, you know, blue bear. Um, It's sort of like Dr. Seuss and Roald Dahl had a baby. Like, that baby would write this book. He also wrote another really fun book called The City of Dreaming Books, If you're a book lover and you love books about books, can't go wrong with the whole town of them. My next pick is, let's see, oh yeah, The Final Girls came out this week by Riley Sager. It's the summer's biggest thriller. It's sort of like Gone Girl meets American Horror Story. Um, And if you like getting chills in the hot weather, I have some picks for you. One is Night Phone by Marisha Pessel, which is about the search for a missing Dario Argento type director. Um, if you've never watched a Dario Argento film, I highly recommend you start with Suspiria. He's so much fun. Um, my next pick is We Eat Our Own by Kaya Wilson, which is about an actor, a uh, struggling actor in the 1970s, and he gets a gig. They want him to show up in South America and film this horror movie, like no questions asked, and he's like, yes, I need the work, and he goes, and terrible, horrible things happen. Um, it's it's so awesome. Um, it reminds me a lot of I Spit on Your Grave. Like, we're digging way deep into the horror now, but if you've ever seen that film, I think it even might be based around that story. Um, and my last pick for horror in book form is Security by Gina Walsdorf, which is a psycho killer murdering people trapped in a brand new high-tech hotel. Came out a couple years ago. Tons of fun. Uh, my next choice, there is a book out this week called A Catalog of Birds by Laura Harrington. It's a really wonderful novel about a young man who returns from the Vietnam War and how he deals with his trauma. And it's published by Europa Editions, one of my favorite small presses. And I thought I would mention a couple of my favorite Europa Editions. The first being Treasure Island. Not the Treasure Island that you're thinking of. 
Different Treasure Island. This one has three exclamation points at the end of the title, and it is by Sarah Levine. It has one of the most selfish, self-absorbed, unlikable characters I've ever read in a book, and it's screaming, screamingly funny. But I'm, I don't have to like characters in order to enjoy a book. Like, I know some people like need to like believe, be, have them be believable or like like them. I'm not one of those people. Um, it probably explains a lot of my past relationships. Um, the next pick is Margarita Dolce Vita by Stefano Benny. It's about a young teenager and her new neighbors who move in and how she learns that her family life isn't as perfect as she thinks it is. There's things going on that she didn't realize. Um, and the last Europa that I want to recommend today is Mayumi and the Sea of Happiness by Jennifer Singh. It's about a 41-year-old librarian on an island who embarks on a dangerous obsession with a 17-year-old boy. Ooh. Was nominated for some awards. The writing is just absolutely fantastic. And now it's time for Dealer's Choice. For some reason, I have the hardest time picking these. I don't know why. I've read a million books. I can't understand why I have a hard time. I get so nervous when I have to do it. So today I decided to talk about the Known World by Edward P. Jones, because why not? This book is amazing. It won the Pulitzer, it won the National Book Critics Circle Award, it won the International Impact Dublin Literary Award, it was shortlisted for the National Book Award, it's won like 50 zillion other awards. It's so, so good. It's set in Virginia during the antebellum era, and it's about slave owners, both black and white. Like, I had no idea that black slave owners existed. Like, I never learned about that in school, but it's, it's absolutely true. There were black slave owners. And this is just a beautiful book about a horrifying piece of history. And when pressed, I would probably say this is my favorite book of all time. Like, if I had to choose, it's this one. It's just phenomenal. And I, I can't believe it's like 14 or 15 years old already. It's amazing. Um, and, you know, just for fun, let's also talk about Binky the Space Cat by Ashley Spires. Because why not? It's a picture book about a football-shaped cat who wants to be a space explorer. Like, what more could you want from a book? It's so, so good. And I'm done. That's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you to our sponsor, the Folio Society edition of Margaret Atwood's The Handmaid's Tale and Neil Gaiman's American Gods. We will have a link to the Folio Society in the show notes. And you can also find a list of books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And if you're a fan of all the books and you want to give us a treat, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find their way to us. And if you want to talk about books or see pictures of my books or of my cats, Steinbeck and Malay, you can catch me on Twitter at Miss Liberty, on Litzy Under Liberty, and on Instagram at Friends and Comes Alive. I'll be back on Tuesday with my better half, Rebecca Shinsky, and all the books to tell you about the week's great new releases. Have a great weekend, kittens, and happy reading. <laughs>